McTavish. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. What's up guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here and we are back with another week of Junior Senior 2 views. I'm here with Senior and our resident Jets, Jets fan, uh, Rob the Boy Monroy. Yep, we are here, we're showing up, put our show now and direct from LA we have Rob the Boy Monroy. Say hi Rob. Hey guys, how are you? Thanks for the invite again. Alright, so now we got to talk about the Jets. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I suppose... If you want to look at a microcosm of the season, Joe Flacco is now your starting quarterback. So what happened to Mike White? Has he been completely removed from the memories and the hearts of all Jet fans? Well, since he's in the Hall of Fame after one game, I think uh, (laughs) that was all that he had after uh, one game of 100 yards. uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, don't worry. worry. Oh, so... uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why Flacco even started in, in Miami. I'm not sure what the, the thinking was about that. It was a very surprising move for me. I thought that uh, if our rookie franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson, wasn't ready, then why not put Well, he's injured, isn't he? He's injured currently. Yeah, I, get, I understand what you're saying. Why not have Mike White bat in, back in there? He, he did have... The game of his life. Well, he had four picks. But then four picks afterwards. I suppose the Jets' next game is at the Titans. Oh, no. You would expect them to win that game or lose that game. Their next game is actually against the Texans. Texans, oh. sorry. Oh, okay. You're that, right. That's a tank bowl if I've ever yeah. really seen it. So the, 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 do they have a chance? Oh, I think they, they can definitely beat the uh, I mean, the it's Texans. the Texans. Yeah, that's, of course. Their next five games are teams that are under 500. Right. The Texans, the Eagles, the Saints, the Dolphins again, and then the well, Jags. The, well, the so, Eagles are so definitely winnable games. The Eagles have been pretty good in the past couple weeks, though. Oh, well, look, I, I think that you, it's safe to say that uh, the Jets are looking better getting, if depending on where they land at the end of the season, they got the second and fifth pick because Seattle's imploded, so <laughs> yeah. that makes their pick look, look even better that they gave when they got Adams, right? That's correct, and I think uh, they should address the defense because they've been atrocious. The defensive, and I'm very surprised with Robert Sala as our ex-defensive coordinator that our defense is so bad. Yeah, he was, that was his area of special. That was his speciality, wasn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be the defensive guru, but it does come down to personnel, really. I mean, he had some awesome personnel in, in San Francisco, and not the case in New York. No, I guess not. All right, so let's switch gears. Ah. We'll go to a team that all three of us can agree we enjoy <laughs> and are fans of, the New York Mets. No. So there's a lot of question marks uh. going into the offseason now. 
So recently, Noah Syndergaard signed a one-year contract with Anaheim. They also lost Aaron Loop, one of their best pitchers. So that that was a big... And considering the Mets matched the offer for 18, obviously Syndergaard went with the money. Um, who's Who do they have to keep? Is Stroman next to keep? Is he a must-keep? Well, it's interesting. They've made a, they've made a few good moves in the outfield. Uh, the best one was they just signed Starling Marte. Yeah, that was a nice move. Their center fielder. That was a very nice move. Might yeah. be a little too much. Four years, $78 million. But he's a 300 hitter. He's a great defensive outfielder. And he steals some bases. So definitely much needed at the top of the batting order. Yeah, and they needed to address the outfield this offseason. Well, considering now you have a traffic jam, I mean, obviously Conforto is a free agent. I don't think he's coming back. No. Um, the other thing for me, the other thing for me is third base. They haven't had consistency since even Todd Frazier. So what do they do for third base? Because third base seems like they've just been platooning that forever. They have, and they just signed another another guy named Eduardo Escobar, and he's a he's a veteran uh, to play third base. And I think that he's an insurance because I'm not sure that they're going to bring back Javier Baez, which I would love for them to bring back. But I think if they don't bring him back. And you might see Eduardo Escobar as the starting third baseman next year. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Isn't he a former All-Star? Uh, look, I, I have look. I, I disagree with the boy here. I know he wants he wants bias back. You believe bias back? I, I think what rubbed me wrong is the whole thumbs down thing. And then you know, I think Lindor was getting influenced by him with the thumbs down as well. And Francisco Lindor is the last person who should be hopping on anybody else's, you know back to go celebrating that so i don't know if he's prepared for the bright lights i think you know new york's new york but we'll see what about the other thing around i think we should take a vote here i'm gonna say yes to javier Baez. i'm gonna i'm gonna say yes as well just because of how how well he's done this season and how he's been one of the better hitters in the lineup i'm gonna i'm still gonna say no I'm, i'm still gonna say he's gonna go somewhere where he's get more money all right, so recently, Steve Cohen lost his you-know-what on Twitter because Steven Matz was set to come back to New York, potentially, and then went over to St. Louis for four years, 44. So he lost his mind and went attack mode at, at uh, Steven Matz's agent. Yeah. So it's, I don't know this Cohen. I mean, look, I think he's passionate, but, but like, he's got to lay off the Twitter a little he, bit. He does, like, especially in the middle of the season where he complained about the hitters and how... Um, how they'd been unproductive. It does like he needs to lay off the Twitter fingers. Uh, by the way, who wants Steven Matz back? I don't want that guy back. Well, he apparently had. Well, overall, he got himself a four-year contract because he pitched well in in Toronto. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, St. Louis thought give him for four years, but we'll see. I think for me, it's the pitching now. You're worried because after the Grom and Stroman, you really got nobody else. I mean, Carrasco was. Was hot not garbage. That, not this that season. good. So you got. I mean, for the for the first time in a long time, you, I'm worried about the Mets' rotation, and I've never worried about it before. They need to bring back Stroman. Absolutely. All right. Stroman, Max Scherzer's out there. Kevin Gaussman. And I wouldn't. John I wouldn't Ray, mind I if. I wouldn't mind if they got Gaussman. That'd oh. be a nice th- three yeah. four guy. Okay, let's finish with this. The Lakers. Oh boy. The old crew. The guys. The old guys. You just lost in three overtimes to the Kings. All right, so oh, that was so how low can you go? And I guess the issue is there seems to be sort of a sleepwalking business going here. I mean, it's not Russell's fault. 
I think Russ is trying. He's a problem, and though. He's doing what he can do on a team that everyone's kind of sleepwalking. And I don't know what's going on there. Can you explain what's going on? Well, they've had a very meaty season so far. They're, they're hovering at the 500 mark. And I think they're going to be like that all season long. I think they're not good enough to go on like a 10-game run, but they're also not bad enough to lose 10 games. So I think they're just going to stay there at that 500 mark all season long, I think. Well, it's a three-man show. You got Russ, LeBron, and AD, and you've got no depth outside of that. Very true. And LeBron James, I think his age is showing now. He's not the Iron Man anymore where he can just carry a team. And AD's also been a disappointment because he's supposed to be a top-five player in the NBA. He's supposed to be a franchise player for the Lakers for the next, you know, five to ten years. And he's just not showing it. He's not a leader of men. So we have a problem there. And Westbrook, Westbrook is like a brand-new sports car that you can't control. You got to take the good and the bad with him. Yeah? And he'll go off on, uh, you know, he'll get you a triple-double, but we'll still end up losing the game. And then what, what kills us is his turnovers and his god-awful shooting. Yeah, so. AD's, uh, AD, the thing with AD is he hasn't been healthy. That's what's hampering him. When he's fully healthy and ready to go, he puts up 30 a game easily. Yeah, I, I, I think that you're right. I, I think they're going to be hovering around 500 most of the year. You have, But I, I look at the Warriors, and you watch them. Those guys are playing not just well. They're actually playing with a lot of joy. You see them running up and down the court. They're high-fiving. They're, so it's, and, and that's without Klay Thompson. So when Klay Thompson comes back, that's going to be even more dangerous. Very dangerous. I think the elite are the war and the Phoenix Suns are very hot right now. They're on a 15-game winning streak. Yeah. I don't know who's going to beat these teams. Yeah, the, the, the West is pretty top-heavy right now. There's not a lot of teams that are competing with the Warriors and Suns right now. Oh, well. And considering the Knicks beat the Lakers the other day, I took some, I took some pride in that. So that, that, let's just put that out there. Without LeBron James, let's oh, oh, well. We know why that happened, right? Because he found his fist in Isaiah Simmons' eyeball. Isaiah Stewart, and uh, he had to act like Derrick Henry and just bulldoze past everybody. Oh, well. oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He very much deserved suspension. Probably should have been two or three games, I think. I think because he, he threw that elbow. It was an accident, but he should have thrown that elbow to begin with. Honestly, I was surprised that the league suspended him at all. Right. Well, there's a first time for everything, so. He did throw that elbow, so yes. it made contact in the eye, so you got to suspend him for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look, we'll let you go here. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you. Guys. We'll talk to you at the end of the season when we can commiserate, because the Giants are just as bad. So we'll find out who gets the who gets the top pick in New York. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Okay. okay. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you very much, and enjoy the show. Thank Bye. You. Thank you very much. All right, so that was Rob the Boy Marmore giving his uh, insightful opinions. Ah, look, it was it, it's what it's expected, but we give him some, but we get some as well. So let's move on to how bad are the Rockets? Speaking of they're, bad, the they're, real bad. They're really bad. I mean, they've got, like, but first of all, how do my Bulls lose to them? How? How? Win. How? Like, but the Rockets roster, they've got promising players. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. looks really good as a potential scoring champ in the future. Yep. I mean, obviously, you got Jalen Green, Christian Wood as well. But, like, outside of that, oh, they got Alfred Sangoon as well, who's so been really the big good. So, the big elephant in the room is you got John Wall basically on ice. 
And yep. they're sitting him down, and that makes no sense well, considering nobody wants him. Well, they're paying him not to play. They're paying him not to play. So that's less wins, less wins against the column for them, well, obviously. Well, they're going, they don't, like, he's how old now? 31 going on 32? Yeah, but it's not about, he has he's not, not been, old for basketball. Yeah, but he's he has, young. He hasn't been healthy in, like, well, four seasons. If I'm Houston, I'm thinking right now, what have you got to lose? I mean, look, let's understand something. And Every, he wants to play. But everything's changed as far as how you structure a tank. This isn't trust the process anymore. This isn't the team with the worst record getting number one pick. It increases their odds, but it doesn't guarantee that. Well, they want to give. The they want to give Kevin Porter Jr. playing time, which I understand. Because well, yeah. if you're starting John Wall, if you're if you have John Wall, you're going to start him, and that's going to take away from Kevin Porter Jr.'s playing time. So they want to. Um, they want to develop their young guys. It's not just about the tank for them. It's not just about tanking for Chet Holmgren. It's about them actually developing the young assets that they have. Because they have promising players again. Okay. All right. We'll move on. Switching gears. Yep. But not really. In NBA. Yep. Your boy Luke Walton, the coach you love so much, oh was my just God. recently let go by the Kings. He was f- the 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 cheap ownership of Rana Dive actually <laughs> fired him. <laughs> Like when I saw that, I was I'm quite, like, I was quite I'm surprised. like, what? I was quite they surprised. fired him after all this time. I was quite surprised. What? They actually fired him? I think his career record was 68-93. Not good. Coach. Not no. good. No. So and Bagley has looked like tremendously happier since Walton is gone. Coincidence? I think not. I mean, it was it's surprising. I feel bad because Alvin Gentry is always once again there to pick up the. Well, I like I, I like Alvin Gentry as a coach. Okay. I like oh, yeah, him. Yeah, well, so he was, I think he was hard done. He'll, in Pel- he'll in be. Orleans. Yeah, he was hard done. No one could <laughs> any. You could have stuck prime Phil Jackson in there, and that team still would have been mediocre as hell, even with Anthony Davis. So I feel like Alvin Gentry is a great placeholder for them right now, just to rally this young locker room because they have promising guys. De'Aaron Fox is, a, is an all-star, a potential superstar if, if things go right. Okay. They've got a young core, but they can't. They need to congeal it. This is what I think, and I've said it before. Nobody cares. Move, movement, move into Seattle. <laughs> that would be the best move for Sacramento ever. Yeah. Move him to Seattle. What for? What are you even there for? Nobody cares about Sacramento. Nobody even knows that they exist. So move them to Seattle, and then you get, you know, why not? Why not? No one will miss them in Sacramento. You're not wrong. Oh, well. But this, it's they the ownership of Vivek Ranadive bought them so they wouldn't move. That's okay. that's what happened. They were on the verge of moving, but that's what happened. All right. So let's switch gears to NFL. We had Thanksgiving yep. in three locations, not two. Let's talk, Historically, it's always yep, been two locations. Let's talk about the perpetual Lions going Ooh, on Thanksgiving. On, why? They, this, oh my God. They actually made it competitive against the, against the Bears. Yeah, but but this the Bears. is the Bears. But this Come is, on. I mean, really? It's the Bears. Come on. And, like, the funniest thing, and I knew it was going to happen, the McCaskies aren't firing Nagy yet. No. Of course they're not. No, course. It is, this is the McCaskies we're talking about. This is, they are just, like, a ball of nepotism only rivaled that of the Habsburgs. Oh, well. Like, organizational inbreeding for decades. Look, at the end of the day, the Lions lost to the Bears, but the Bears aren't a very good team. The Bears are horrible. So the Lions are worse. And I'm and so, I'm and I'm so thankful that we have that the Giants have their first well, let's oh, not get their into first that. their first round pick. Let's not get in that. So, so 
I suppose the issue going forward is, will the Lions ever get a win? They probably will at some point. At I mean, some point. They're going well, to they'll get a win at some point. <laughs> the next team, next team they're playing is the Vikings. They're not going to no, get that. No, the Vikings are right. They're not getting hot. that. They're not getting that. Also, the next two games, I'm looking at the Vikings. I think the most likely win they'll get is against the Jags. If they play the Jags again. No. They're playing the Broncos. I'd say not. So the next two games, I, I, I honestly think, or in my heart of hearts, believe that the Lions might not even win a game this season. That's the, they won't be 0-17 because they, they tied with the Steelers. All right. Moving on. Okay. We had the second game. The Bills were against New Orleans. They were the ones they were hosting, or they went to New Orleans? Um, I think they... They went to New went Orleans. To New Orleans. The Bills' offense is this is sus as hell. No, they're getting absolutely no production. It reminds me of the 2019 Bills because I was looking at that team, thinking their offense is so like inconsistent, and Josh Allen is still developing. Now you got a Josh Allen that's developed, and he's the only one that's producing on offense. No one else is doing jack. No, I I, I agree with you on that, but I think now. They've gotten a couple of soft wins. You can say, okay, well, that puts them it, it puts them on a collision course because they're seven and four. And who's the other team seven and four in the division? In their division, the Patriots. Yeah. So we have a colliding. It's yeah, gonna happen I am this very, week, but next week. I'm still sus on the Bills. I don't think I think the Patriots might win this division. Okay. Well, I think the I think the hoodie and Bill Belichick is back because okay. the the Bills right now. They don't look. Something's missing in their offense. Something, yeah. whether it's their chemistry, the they don't have a run game besides Josh Allen. They don't have any running game beside yeah. him. I, and yeah. Stephon Diggs has been really bad this season. Well, their offensive line has had holes this season. Yeah. So it's a lot of things that that is really messed up. I don't think you can fix it in a couple of weeks. But time. I also think it's the season that it is. It's just you, you expect. I mean, look, everybody expected the Bills to win this game. But who knows? It was always going to be faded that it could go the opposite direction. Yeah. Okay? So the third game is the Cowboys and the Raiders. Yeah. And it went down to overtime. It was crazy. And the Cowboys squandered it with uh, huge, huge penalties that yeah. killed them toward the end. And pass interference. There were a couple of bad calls, though. That officiated crew was pretty terrible. That was really. I think it was, well, it was equal across that they both had fourteen. Yeah, but the each. the officiating crew as a whole was pretty bad. Well, Vegas was picking on number thirty. I don't even know who that guy's name yeah. was, but they were picking on him all game long. Like, uh, come on, uh, come on, Cowboys defense! Somebody has to produce outside of Micah Parsons on that defense. Well, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Look how many. Look, at, I mean, but it was it was both team both defenses were giving up chunks of yardage. Yeah. So now the Cowboys seven and four. I wouldn't panic because they're in a division where the nearest team is the Eagles and they're two games behind. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I, if I'm a but this Cowboys is, this fan, is, this is the Cowboys. But if I'm a Cowboys fan, this is the know. Cowboys. <laughs> we what can uh, go wrong will we'll go wrong. wrong. And but if if I'm a if if I'm a Cowboys fan, which I'm not, I wouldn't be too worried because again, you're in a division where you have a buffer. But anything's possible. Know. They they this should is, have won that game and they didn't. This okay. Is, this is Jerry we're talking about. At the same time, we need to uh, throw dirt on our team, the oh, New York Giants, because the, the they G- got rid of... They got rid of the clap master, the clap Jason master. Garrett. And guess who they replaced him with? Freddy goddamn Kitchens. Kitchens. Ma- like, Cat Mara family, how low are you Are you trying to sink this franchise into? The 
this entire team is straight trash. Uh, <laughs> that, I, I would say that the NFL should send a message to the Giants very clearly, saying, please uh, do not, we're not going to have you at any more Monday Night Football games. It's yep. just more of an embarrassment to be out there on national TV watching this team. Yep. And so Cause, like, it's a microcosm of what the Giants are, and it doesn't stop there. So, yes, Jason Garrett's gone. The offense really wasn't – it's hard to say what they you are. You fired Jason Garrett. He can't delegate. What He can delegate, but he can't run a unit. Oh, well, that's it. It won't be the end. Dave Gettleman's head is on the on, on the. No, he block. needs to go. He, he has to go after this season. If he does not go after this season, I don't know what the hell the Mara family is thinking. Because look at the – Look at what he's done in the past three seasons. He reached he reached harder than you could ever reach for Dan, for Daniel Jones. He's not getting a fifth Who's, option. No, no way he's coming back. No way he's coming back. He's had a god awful season. No way he's coming back. Yeah. And you you drafted. Uh, I think Saquon. he drafted Saquon too soon. He hasn't too, really been, and he, hasn't really he has been not. He, he, well, I can't blame it on Saquon because when he's healthy and he when he's behind an offensive line that produces. He can be a superstar in this league, but he's he's not he doesn't have it because he's because he's injured all the time and he's behind bad offensive lines. Yeah. Nate Solder is a is a a glorified turnstile most of the time. Yeah. The defense th- this was supposed to be a unit that was progressing because last year they showed flashes. Yeah. Their defense actually showed flashes of actually becoming something yeah. and going back to those Giants teams which actually had good defenses. Mm-hmm. But like everything. Almost anything and everything's gone wrong this season. Judge is not coming back. They oh. need to fire him as I, well. I think it's just the beginning of the end. Um, it's it's sad because this this is the this is a organization that's had consistency and they don't want to keep changing coaches. But I don't think they should have picked up Apple off the Belichick tree because it's shown that it's and he, not that but good. the problem with Belichick coach Belichick tree coaches is they try to be a more aggressive version of him, uh, i.e. Matt Patricia. Mm. And he and Joe Judge is just a, a good value, Matt Patricia. Okay. All right. So let's just stay on football. Is Pete Carroll in trouble at Seattle? I I've so. said it before, and I'll say it again. He needs to go. They need a change. You can see how he's deploying his game plans. His tactics are like a decade old. Hmm. Like he still thinks he has the Legion of Boom on defense. No, he doesn't. Like the there's this, no boom on that. Defense. They are just like. This the Seahawks, it's just Russ. Uh, well, this they is, can't this do this anything. Is what I think, and I believe that Pete Carroll, he may needs- not look. It's either Pete Carroll gets fired, or Pete Carroll might say, I'm, "I'm hanging him up," because the press conferences have gone very depressing. This is a guy who shows up, you know, energy and and, and answers, yep. and now he can't find any answers. His last press conference, he literally walked off, you know, but then came back later on in his street clothes. Wanted to answer more questions, but he felt it just looks despondent. And I think Russell wasn't ready to come back. And they don't have an offensive line that's protecting him. They don't have a running game. So there's a lot of factors here that maybe this is it. Because this really, it. they've lost four games at home. Which they is don't, they don't own their first round pick this no, year. No, they don't own it. That goes to the Jets. Because they traded for Jamal Adams. Yeah. And if I'm a Jets fan, that's the only good thing about this season. <laughs> If I'm Rob the Boy Roy, that top that pick might be top five yeah. in a draft which is very top heavy. So I'm happy, but 
Like, outside of that, if you're a Seahawks fan, this season is an absolute disaster. Yeah. On all fronts. Yeah. They are. They have to blow it up. Okay. They have to. Sell all all the assets that you can. Get whatever you can. And it's done. Okay. Time for the little word up MLB version. Yep. So I will put the sentence out there and you will put the word in. Yep. Wander Franco deal means blank for the Rays. So he was signed to a... Promise. Big, big contract. Promise for the Rays. Because he showed... He was really... When they traded for him, when they got rid of... I think they traded Willie Adames for him. And he's been really good in his in his Major League debuts. So I feel like this contract will end up being worth it. Like, it is, it is kind of big. But he's the number one prospect. Mm-hmm. He showed flashes of looking really good and having game... Tra- Game-changing abilities. He's a five-tool player. Yeah. He can field. He can he can catch the ball. He can he can hit it with con with power and contact. Okay. I think he's fantastic, and he could be really something if they develop him correctly. And the Rays know how to. If the Rays know one thing, it's they know how to develop good players. Okay. The word for me is splurge because this is unusual. This is Stu Steinbrenner. This is unusual for a, a, a franchise Steinberg. Steinberg. like. The Rays yeah. to do this because they've always been at the bottom of the payroll. You know, bringing their farm guys up. You know, if guys get good, they'll just move them on. I.e., Blake Snell. Yeah. So it's it's strange, well, they... but again, this hinges on whether or not there'll be a strike. So you wonder. This is the issue. You, I think. This about, is with the whole MLB. But this is about baseball in general. Is you had the a team like the Rays putting that kind of money out, but where are they getting the money from? Are they getting yeah. it from the other well, teams? Well, Stu, Stu Steinberg is a cheap owner with, who wants to do this half seas with Montreal, mm. but won't bother like actually putting in the money for a new stadium. Okay. They had one planned in Ybor City a couple of years ago, but yeah. that fell flat because they he didn't want to pay. They he wanted the city to pay for a lot of it. Yeah. Which the city told him no. Okay. But move them away from St. Pete, and you'll have a like a viable fan base. All right, next one. Justin Verlander and Noah Syndergaard signings mean blank for Houston and Anaheim. For Anaheim? For both teams. Uh, for both teams? I don't have a word. I don't have a word. What? It's, me, it means... Uh, <laughs> A continue, uh, continuation. Continuation, Because okay. if you look at Verlander, he's still got some type of pedigree. Mm-hmm. If he comes back, I'm not sure. But, I mean, what else do Houston have? Like, they have a good good bullpen outside of him. And they have really good starters that are coming through the farm without him. So, mm-hmm. he might be an excess good. It doesn't really matter. And for the Angels, it's another continuation of the Artie Moreno special. <laughs> Splur- splurging on one-year reclamation projects okay. and hoping that something sticks. Mm-hmm. Hoping that something sticks. Because Moreno doesn't want to hit the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. That's why he's only paying uh, Syndergaard for a year. Okay. That's it. He's done that with Julio Tehran. He did that with Matt Harvey. He's done that with countless other pitchers. Okay. All right. I'm going to put promise with a, with a question mark. Promise. For both teams. So, I agree. For Houston, Justin Verlander, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's in. Uh-huh. Over 3,000 strikeouts. Has had several career sh- uh, no-hitters. You want, and, you know, you didn't want him going to your competition. So, I get that. For Anaheim, this is a shot in the dark. Because, really, all you have is Shoei, and then everything else is a mess. Trout, so, the trout we don't know when But I'm talking about back. the pitching. Yeah. This is where, you know, forget about everything else. 
the pitching is where Anaheim needs to build it up. So they were they're willing to roll the dice on a guy who's coming back from surgery who may or may not have the same velocity or the same control. So they'll have to take the chance. And also, they found Dylan Bundy for a year off that one-year reclamation project. Too bad he's fallen off again, and the Baltimore has reinfected him. Okay. Now, the last word is Bryce Harper and Shoei Itani should feel blank about their team's potentials. They should, they should feel iffy about their team's iffy. potentials right. because... Um, it's two sides of the spectrum because if you got if you're if you're Shohei, you're looking at this team and you're like, what do I have to do to get help? Because you're the only guy in that rotation which has been producing. But not even the only guy in rotation, only yeah. guy in the lineup hitting yep. that could actually stay healthy. Yep. Uh, besides him and Jared Walsh and Trout when he's healthy, there's no other hitters. Mm. And then you have so you're looking at it like. Do I do I just not sign a contract extension and go to another team in this league, or do I flee back to Japan? Mm. Or and then if you're if you're Harper, the Phillies have spent so much money, so much money trying to get this team anywhere near a wild card spot, and they just underachieve year after year because that's that one thing that haunts them. Their bullpen is still hot garbage, mm. still bad. Hector Neris, how long are they going to rely on him? He's a seventh inning guy. You know what he is. You've used him for the past two years as a crutch. Get some actual decent bullpen arms. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to say apprehensive because I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, for Bryce Harper, it's the Phillies. Um, you know, considering the cruel irony about leaving to go to that team and then watching your old team hoist the World Series that you could have been part of. Well, they spent uh, the money know. on team pieces that they needed. So, you know, again, you are, you you know, he's the most valuable player at NL. Um, you know, he was their real sort of workhorse down the stretch of the season, but there are other things going on here as to whether or not the Phillies can get over that next level and become that team. If you're Shohei Atani, you're looking around. I agree. You're looking around going, okay, you got Syndergaard here to help me in the rotation, but I pretty much have to hit and pitch in order for this team to get any kind of recognition really outside of and you're in a town where your closest rival is the Dodgers, and they seem to win every year. So that's what you have to think about if you're Anaheim. The World Series win that they got way back in the early 2000s seems like a distant memory because they're not the same team. And well, that was before Moreno's ownership. I know, and now you're, you're kind of stuck with you – know, you got Joe Madden thinking that will just rub off into some World Series magic, and it's not working. So, All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. We've had a lot to talk about this um, this week, uh, and it's going to stay that way. Sure I will. mean, we've still got more NBA, we've still got more NFL, and we've still got more MLB. And this offseason is only going to get even weirder with the free agent signings and a potential uh, and the CBA expiring. And I'm telling you, there's going to be a lockout considering the, the negotiations with, with between the players' union and the owner and the MLB executives have not been good. Mm-hmm. So. Look, that's going to be interesting, and if a lockout does happen, best believe we'll be covering that. Mm-hmm. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're here from TikTok once again, welcome. And we do this every week, and potentially we might be doing this two times a week. Well, we'll see what happens. So, we stay tuned for that. See ya. Bye.